Hello and welcome to Audio Biography, the podcast where we are still talking about the Beatles. And I'm joined by Clint Robinette, who has been with me now for three albums. Clint, what's up? Hey, man. How you doing? Pretty good. So we've we've knocked out um, Rubber Soul, Revolver, Sgt. Peppers. Now we're taking a halftime break because this next one's not really canon for a studio release because it's an EP. We're going to get into all that later, but first, uh, just kind of do a little bit of catch up. So uh, we're still in the middle of this pandemic, right? So tell me, tell everybody a little bit, and then I'll tell everybody a little bit about how it's going for me. But how's it going up there in uh, Columbus, Ohio? Well, I think it's probably a little bit different than your experience, to be fair. Um, so up here, they pretty much said that you cannot go out in public without wearing a mask, which I am in favor of. Absolutely. I feel like in the past month, I have visited, um, I went and visited my dad in South Carolina, and that's kind of like the Wild West, man. Yeah, they uh, not not uh, listening to you know public health officials there, for the most part. So it's a little scary. Yeah, uh, and you can tell right now with the cases spiking there. But but anyway, I mean Ohio is kind of you know densely populated in some areas, like where I live. Yeah. Um. So the numbers seem high, but I feel like people take it seriously. We are getting to the point where, with two kids, we're to the point where we're at the limits of social distance for the yeah. most part. So we started letting, you know, maybe about a month ago, we tried to get play dates for our kids. Uh, you know, my daughter played with a friend the other day, going to play with her tomorrow. I mean, it's, we're trying to do the best we can we can as parents and be as responsible as we can but also we understand our kids need to be around other people besides mom and dad all day and you need some sanity well there's that yeah yeah oh yeah yeah that's got to be tough i i've not had to go through this with little kids because mine are mine are grown um yeah it's uh you know people around here your hometown that I still live in Kingsport. Uh, nobody's taking it seriously here. Uh, we're getting dozens of new cases every day right now. And, uh, you know, uh, my oldest son, Ricky works at Lowe's. They just had a positive case. Oh no. Sent, sent 10 people home. This was like morning setup people. So the fact that he didn't get sent home for quarantine is good because it means he was never in contact, but, mm. oh, um, yeah. So, um, the only, you know, we're, we're not going to restaurants, eating mm. in restaurants, of course, we're, we're still, um, take out and delivery and things like that. Yeah. We wear, we wear our masks everywhere, but it is, uh, if I had to put like a percentage on it here, it's probably, it's under 50, probably yeah. like 30% of people are wearing. Wow. So I know you said you traveled to, south carolina the mm-hmm. coast and it's yes it's a hot damn mess down there <laughs> uh, our oldest our oldest son my stepson alex just went to folly beach and they're having records every day and so he can't come to our house for 
you know, a couple weeks till we know everything's cool. Um, but we, the only traveling we've done was yesterday and you don't know about this. So we went, we went to Asheville yesterday. Did you really? And yes, we went, uh, Sherry and I went because we were going to a couple of our large kind of, um, antique mall sort of consignment places. Um, uh, Asheville mask wearing, is it about, if I had to put a number on what I saw yesterday, it's about 99.7%. I saw one, I saw one person all day that was not wearing a mask. That's awesome. And, uh, so it was a cool trip and, um, I was, I was, it's funny that they have way more cases there, but they're trending in the right way Mm -hmm. because they're wearing masks. Yeah. That's the same way I think it is here. I mean, that sounds like they're, they're adhering a little bit better than, than some areas in Columbus. But again, I would say I'm pretty encouraged by what I see. You're always going to have people that just don't believe in it or are just too lazy or tired of everything to do that. I mean, yeah, I really wish we wouldn't ever put our political views, tie that to whether or not you wear a mask or not. That right. just seems Should, crazy to me. It shouldn't even, yeah, it shouldn't be a political issue. It should be a, a humanity thing where we're all taking care of each other. That's right. Like, I don't care if you're a Republican, I'm going to wear a mask and take care of you. I don't care if you're a Democrat, I'm going to wear a mask and take care of you. And I That's right. expect to be, you know, reciprocated. But the Asheville trip was fun because we got to go hang out with Andrew Scotchy for, hey. yeah, man, for a little bit of, uh, we had a social distanced lunch and uh beer. We All started, right. we started out trying to go to gray Eagle because we thought they were going to be serving tacos from like their side door. They mm-hmm. weren't, but then she was like, but Hey, our truck is over at new Belgium brewery. <laughs> but, All right, cool. Because tacos, so yeah. we got over there in New Belgium. They're closed inside, open outside. They've got a stand where you have to go check in. Uh-huh. They put you somewhere away from other people, and then you can order beers. The person that brings them to you brings them, puts them down six feet away from you. You get them, take them back to your seats. I was so impressed. That However, they didn't have enough people yesterday to pull that off real well, like in a mm. timely manner. So we ended up just eating our tacos and Andrew said, Hey, I was at a high wire big top yesterday. It was really easy to get a beer. It was basically a maze to get to the bar. And like, it was, I felt very protected. I was just trusting him because he's very Mm -hmm. conscientious about it. Yeah. So we went down there and had a beer and it was, it was good to see him. Um, yesterday, uh, music news, um, and it affected a lot of people, including him and me because I love the event, but Bristol Rhythm and Roots was canceled yesterday. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, and so he was really bummed. So it was was good for us to hang out because we were bummed about it. I was really bummed about it for him because it's a great weekend for – independent artists like him and his oh, band like because they they get a they get a, a a friday night gig they get a saturday gig they get a sunday gig it's packed they get a lot of exposure sell a lot of merchandise and now it's gone so he was pretty bummed out yesterday and i and it was it you know the it it was a little somber hanging out with him and but mm. but it was still cool like i hadn't seen him since january i hope he hangs in there because i tell you man i am 
I am loving his music. That has been my favorite music of 2020. And I'm catching up with everybody else that knows yeah. about him. But dude yeah. is talented. Yeah, he's his really, music is, he is so in, unique. Um, so he wants to do a podcast episode um, still promoting the new album that really just only came out officially like a week ago. So I've had I told, that for months. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> right. Me too. As soon as that, as soon as that shit was pressed, I had it. Oh man! But it's good to be on the inside. But anyway, I was telling him, I was talking about the podcast. I was talking about you and the Beatles stuff, and and so like when 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 I do the thing with him, hopefully we can do it in the next week or two. Uh, I want to pull you in. That'll be cool because you've never gotten to talk to the guy. I don't think. I mean, I talked to him over the phone. Yeah, but like. Right, but you've not like, yeah, yeah. So it'll be it'll be cool to do a Zoom with him. I'd be awesome. I'd, I I would be honored to do that. Yeah. So yeah, everybody out there listening right now, just go out and support him, Andrew Scotchy and the River Rats. You can find him on Spotify. All the plays help. There's you know the website. I'll put it. I'll put it in the links of this podcast. I'll put the link in there. Go buy some merchandise. I put on Facebook tonight. Uh, I'll say it on here too for the next. I don't know a month two months maybe three months if you go and buy merch on his site i'm matching the dollars so you oh, tell me how, you tell me how you tell me how much you spent and he confirmed there you go stickers he got some awesome stickers this clint just held the one up that we we call the air scotchy and it's it's literally his silhouette where he's jumping with the guitar and it looks like the air jordan symbol but it's him jumping with his yeah lisa got a got a, a mask with this emblem on it and she wears that all around columbus that's awesome uh yeah <laughs> i got i ended up ordering three of those i don't have any of the three anymore because i gave them to people that i work with out in the hospitals because they're out there working and i was like i will give you this awesome cool mask if you wear that's it and awesome. when people ask you about it i even gave them this little card of information where they can say what is that and they can tell them about andrew and the river oh, really Rats. that's awesome so yeah so yesterday when we went and saw him he was like where's your, where's your mask i was like dude i gave them all away <laughs> and he was like what and i was like yeah i was like i gave them to people that are actually out there every day eight to ten hours a day and he was like oh that is so cool i mean he's just such a good guy um yeah it was good to see him yesterday um, but yeah again go out and buy his merch and tell me what you spent he confirms it i'll match the dollars and send it to him because we got to support independent musicians right now they're they're getting killed mm. it's a really hard time for anybody any artist really but but especially musicians because they can't go out and do live shows no he did an awesome i i tell you the facebook live he did the uh the gray eagle i don't know mm. maybe a month ago or so I forget how how long it was, but I mean, to sit there and just take requests and just belt out song after song. Yeah, um, yeah. And he, um, you know, he got he got my favorite song off the new album, Stepping Stone. In oh, I love that song so. Mm. He he debuted that one a, a uh, at Rhythm and Roots last year. Of course, oh. I'd I'd already heard it because he was already playing it live for a few months before and i'd seen a couple of shows but that's where he debuted the single and i've got the 45 the clear do you have one of those i no. think I'm a, i may have an extra one i'll look oh yeah it's he did it's it's it and i think natural manics on the other side 
Okay, I tell you what, I tell you what, if you still got one, I got something I got to give to you whenever the hell I see you again. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I bought when I I went to, I think it's called Backdoor Records, uh, in Clintonville. It's a suburb, uh, just north of. Um, it's kind of close downtown. It's it's south of where I live in Worthington, but uh, cool record shop. I bought a. Penny Lane, Strawberry Fields Forever single, a 45 from Australia. Oh, wow. That I'm going to bring to you. Sweet. That'd I'll be awesome. I'll trade you. I know yeah. you collect them. Hell yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm, I've I've started in the last couple of years. I started dabbling in 45s, and then I've gotten a little crazy about them. Um yeah, so that'd be cool. That'd be I'm great. just feeding your craziness. It's yeah. not a very hard, <laughs> long trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that'd be really cool. I, I've I, I've seen um I've seen an actual UK pressing out in the wild, and it was just all to shit. It was terrible, and they wanted like fifty dollars for it, and it wasn't even playable. And I was like, uh, I'd like to have it just to look at it, but I can't play it. So, you know. It was so 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 bad that. Well, that, I told you, you couldn't oh, tell yeah, 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 you're... the picture of Meet the Beatles, and it was <laughs> the Beatles. It was like somebody just took a pencil to it. It's like I hate the Beatles. I'm scratching <laughs> the hell out of this record. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, sometimes it's just good to have that stuff to look at, but you well, also want to be able to play it. But I that'll be like a it, yeah. I, I was gonna yeah, I was gonna say that goes up on the wall. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the Beatles, man, that's why we're here. Woo! All right. So, any any more catching up you want to do? Oh, I just want to say Black Lives Matter. And uh, if you're listening and that makes you mad, go to hell. Don't care. Um, you know, my my daughter, you saw the sign. Yes. Well, yes, please. She had that on a sheet of paper. Please tell, right? yes, please tell this. Yeah. So, well, here, that, I didn't tell you this part of the story. So, well... My daughter's seven, and um, she she discovered on her little MP3 player that she could pick up the radio. So somehow, I, I didn't put it on here for her. I swear I didn't. I love this. Or her mama. She, she found the NPR station here in Columbus, WOSU, and she started listening to it. I don't so know great. how often, but she must have heard something about right. Black Lives Matter. Yeah. So the next day or so, she's drawing on a sheet of paper. She, you know, she's seven. She doesn't realize that the plural of lives, life is lives. Right. So she had, it said, black life's mater. <laughs> right. Because she's seven. So I was like, well, that's an interesting mater, maybe. <laughs> so I thought that was cute. I took a picture of it and sent it to you. But what I didn't tell you is i was getting the mail like uh the way our mail is here the the mailman walks up to the door and puts our mail in the slot we've got same here yeah that's how that's how it happens in my house yeah i was going to get the mail the other day and i look over on the window and there was a sign that she made that said black lives matter and she still spelled lives wrong right but i thought that's amazing i didn't even tell this girl to do that good for her 
That's so, that is so. I'm great. not trying to take credit for it as a dad that I have but a socially you, conscious daughter. No, but I think you can because I know what you're. I know you're raising your kids the right way. I know We're you're trying to man. You're doing everything you can, man. So yeah, you can take some. Just take it. I'm, I'm the same way as a dad. Like every time my kids do something great, I'm like, oh, I feel so weird about this, and people are tired of hearing about my kids and blah blah blah. I finally got to the point where I was like, you know what, man, I don't care. Raising kids is hard. It's and hard. when 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 the shit goes good and the shit goes right, I'm I wanna I wanna enjoy it. I'm just going to enjoy it. So. I think that's good advice, buddy. I think no, that's you great got advice. to you got to man because um your kids spend more time with you than anybody else and they absorb mm-hmm. what you're doing. Unfortunately, they absorb what we do because a lot of them are absorbing the bad stuff out there. Yeah, that's why we're still in this mess. And yeah, I didn't want to go. Uh, I didn't want to go without mentioning that here. Uh, not going to tell the story, but you know, um, my oldest son, Ricky had to deal with the N word just this past week, uh, at work. Thankfully the guy's fired, gone, canceled. Uh, and I'm, mm. you know what? It's like, I'm all about canceling these people. Let's just, let's just like, it's just not acceptable. Well, I don't yeah, care what history If you're going to talk that way, then if the lesson to be learned is you lose your job or you lose your standing in your community, fine. Maybe you'll learn something. You probably won't. I don't care. But, but yeah, there has to be repercussions because people coming up behind us, uh, coming up behind those people need to know if this is how you are, this is how you're going to operate. This is how you're going to live your life. This is how you're going to put yourself out there in your community. There are consequences. So I'm going to step off my soapbox, man. I can just no, go on. I appreciate on. you saying that. And I'm so I'm glad that justice was served there. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so man, Beatles. First, Beatles. first of all, <laughs> what are you, what are you drinking? So, drinking. so this podcast always has somebody and somebody and somebody drinking a beer. This is Columbus Brewing Company IPA. Nice. I don't think I've had that one. I, I don't know if I brought you one or not. So when we were in Asheville yesterday, I've learned to stop at the Ingles in Weaverville because you're outside of Asheville. Yes. And they have as good a beer selection as almost any beer store does. Uh, matter, uh, matter of fact, I don't even want to fool with an Asheville beer store when I can just stop on my way out at we- in Weaverville at Ingles. So, uh, Southern Tier Brewing, which is not an Asheville brewery, it's a New York it's, brewery. It's a New York brewery. Never had this one before. What's that say? <laughs> Eight days a week. Damn it. I had a pale ale, lonely hops. <laughs> oh, why didn't I drink that one tonight? Yep. So this is an eight days a week. It's uh, it's a blo- I'll bring that other beer for the white album. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a blonde ale, which I I don't normally drink blondes. This one's good though because it's Southern Tier and they don't make a bad beer. And it says that it's infinitely drinkable, and I will agree. It's not really a session. It's four point eight. So I think if I drank the whole six pack, I'd be a little shammered ish. But anyway, it's eight days a week. And so I thought, hey, got to Yeah, I saw it and I was like, oh, we're doing the podcast tomorrow night. I got to be drinking one of those. <laughs> I mean, you know, all day IPA is like 4.7. So hey, it's well, uh, true. That's true. Um, so, yeah. So um, eight days a week, we, we didn't cover that record that that's on, but that's okay. We, we started Rubber Soul. Um, then we went to Revolver. And I'm 
don't remember the date. Were we in the middle of COVID when we did Sergeant? I think it was right before. It was or it was like right as it was all breaking because it might have been as it was breaking because I remember we have to go back and look at the date on that. Yeah. But I remember thinking, um, when we were all stuck at home that, Oh, we're going to bang these out like crazy now. But I didn't, I didn't factor in like just all the, well, first of all, just adjusting to a new kind of normal and a new kind of life. I didn't, realized the toll that was going to take. Yeah. And then the George Floyd thing happened and the protests. And at that point I didn't, I didn't feel like it was even the right thing to do Hmm. to try to put, you know, like podcasts out. And I know a lot of my friends in the podcast community kind of took a a break during all that. Okay. But, um, yeah, so we'd been, we've been talking for a while about the next one, which is now magical mystery tour that's where we are. We're in 1967 still. That's where we left off with uh, Sergeant Peppers. It is. Um, this is the year that, um, Brian Epstein died. Oh yeah. And, uh, really changed the trajectory of the Beatles and, you know, kind of influences magical mystery tour because this comes a little bit after and, you know, Paul at this point, uh, 1967's like to me the biggest year for the Beatles in a lot of different ways. It's, mm. uh, in many ways, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's almost at the apex and it stays there for a bit, but it ebbs and flows because of the relationships and, you know, going to India and all those different things that happen after this. But, um, you know, Magical Mystery Tour was, you know, kind of Paul's brainchild. He's kind of taken the reins now with Sergeant Pepper. You know, that was really kind of his vision and he was really pushing the band and, and, and those kind of things. And then he wanted this this movie, this TV movie that we're not really going to talk about that much. Have you seen it? Have you watched it? <laughs> I mean, I I think I've seen most of it. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah, it's kind of it's 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 kind of a hard watch. It's sort of horrible. Like the biggest thing that the biggest thing I remember from it, and I don't know why this is, is the scene where they're all in the white suits doing the goofy kicking the legs dance down the stairs. Do you know what I'm talking about? To your mother should know. To your mother should know. Yes. Yeah, that's that that image is probably burned that, forever in your brain. That's the hole. one that all yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that <laughs> I always kind of think about. But um we did get this this EP that had these six songs on it, which that's the part that's canon. The the one that we got in the US, which we're all we're gonna that's the one we're gonna cover, but it's yeah. split into two. Yeah. You know, we, then we get all the singles, which again, those singles back what I'm saying of 67 was possibly the biggest year of the Beatles in in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, two albums. Yep. One, arguably the greatest of all time. Yeah. With some, I'm on, I'm, yeah, I'm on that side of greatest. Right. I don't know where I'm at yet. Okay, that's cool, man. Because of what we have yet to talk about. Because oh yeah, sure no, I know. Talking about, I know when we get the white album, you're you're gonna go nuts. <laughs> I'm pretty such sure. Such a nerd about it. It's so bad. <laughs> I know. I know that's your favorite. It's cool. It's it's that's well, it's. No, I mean, it's I great. 
<sighs> it's great. Is it? Is it? It's pretty great. It's pretty great, but I mean, by the way, folks, that's going to be a two-parter, so it has to be. It's a double album. Yeah, thirty songs. That's mm. going to that would be one long-ass podcast. Well, plus part of it, it may be a three. It may be a three. We may cover side one and two in one, three and four in another, and then we may. And I know my friends at Pause and Sods have done this before, and lots of people have, so I don't feel bad about it. We may create our own white album that's only one LP. Oh, we're yeah. gonna fight over that one. That'd be fine. See, it'd probably be good listening. So uh, I love yeah. that idea. Yeah, it 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 should be fun. But yeah, right. so yeah, yeah, back to like Magical Mystery Tour, nineteen sixty seven, um, and what's going on. Um, so, what do you think, uh, just overall, of the six songs, the six new songs, not the just other the side songs. that are the the EP? What overall? How do you feel? <sighs> All right. So overall, <laughs> I've listened to a lot. I actually, you know, prepare, I knew we was going to record tonight. So I've, you know, I've listened to it a lot past two or three days. Um, I really love three of the songs. Can I try to guess them? Uh, you go ahead. You guess them. Walrus, of course. Absolutely. Um, Pool on the Hill. Yeah. See, this third one's going to be hard, but I think, I think you're going to buck some people. I think I'm going to go with Blue Jay Way. No. Oh, really? Okay. What's the third okay, one? Okay. I like that song. Okay. It, yeah. It, I, I like Magical Mystery Tour. I like the, the title song. Okay. I do too. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's kind of goofy. <laughs> We'll get into it a little bit, but you yeah. know, it, well, it's, it's it's the opening song. We can go ahead and start talking about it. Right, yeah, let's we'll just go ahead and get let's go ahead and get started. So, Magical Mystery Tour. Here's what I think about it. I think that this song is everything that Paul wanted the movie to be. Yes, and it didn't happen. <laughs> but if the, yeah, mo- the movie fell flat on its ass. But if the movie could have been as it, and you say it's goofy, it is, but it's fun, goofy. Yes. I think the movie ended up being, and I said we weren't going to talk about the movie. Jeez, that's all right. Anyway, Roll we're it. talking about this song, but I think if the movie could have been in 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 the feeling of this song, would have been better. But again, fun song, super fun. It's high energy. Um, just the, the the voice their voices blend so well together on the beautiful song. the the vocals are beautiful even in a goo uh, and it's beautiful and Ringo a weird is, is his drumming is awesome on the song um there's a lot of lot to like yeah. lot to like it makes you happy um i like but, that I'm, I'm glad that's one of your three favorites because it's i we agree so for me it's mystery tour it's fool on the hill and it's um walrus yeah uh the others are okay you you probably like the one better than me that i i I don't know about the one but um (laughs) no you know i think i think this is a great this would this would have been a great opening song for a full lp yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it kind of feels wasted on an EP as far as an opening track goes to me. But well, they come out, it's like they, um, 
it's literally like you at a horse race, right? Where they come charging out of the gate. Yeah, That's what the I like song that. Is like. I like that. Horns, I like the, yeah. the drums, the voices, they're all, and it's like they have high energy from the very beginning. Yeah. I, and, I, yeah. I like the horse race thing. Do they have this much energy on any opening song? I think the, this is the most high energy opening song in my opinion. Yeah, no, it's, it is. And it's, it's basically a Paul song, right? I mean, it's, I know there's a lot of help, but I'm think he's, he's kind of behind the whole deal at this point. And this is his movie. Um, you know, I don't think John at this point in 1967 has this much energy, energy in him. So I don't know how much he's really contributing to a song like this. No, that's just, just that's just me like ride. yeah that's just me 50 plus years in the future going eh, you know he was yeah but you know he was he was a little iffy on uh pepper in a way i mean he's already starting to pull away right that's that's the other thing that's happening in 67 and because paul is becoming the man john has been the guy for you know nine ten years now since they met yeah you know paul's the understudy but now the understudy's kind of coming up oh we won't get into all that stuff because there's you know we're going to talk a lot about that after after this and mm-hmm. but this is where it starts is basically what i'm saying this is kind of where it starts he is pulling away i agree with that he is start he pulled the started to pull away a tad bit on pepper but let's let's be let's be fair there was so much strong material that John's putting out on Pepper. Uh, oh, yeah. Not as much on this album. But this right. album's really weird, though. Uh, it's super weird. I mean, because the movie was weird. The The concept was weird. Um, and that, that's, that's, why, uh, that's why this one's kind of tough in a way. Like, it's um, sometimes it's a hard listen, and sometimes it's like it's hard – it's 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 hard to believe that even with the songs being pretty good like and you got to you got to throw in the fact that they're all kind of reeling from Brian Epstein dying too. Um I don't think so, that probably gets talked about enough. Yeah, no, that that's that was the beginning of the end for for the Beatles was when he was gone. He was the glue. He was holding mm-hmm. it together. Yeah. And everybody talks about George Martin as the fifth Beatle, but to me it's Brian. Um, oh, I agree with you there. But just because he's the glue. Now, George Martin's like another Beatle because of his production and like some of the, you know, he played on some of it and he he arranged so much, but he was not the one holding it together. Um, mm-hmm. Paul couldn't hold it together and John couldn't hold it together and Ringo and George certainly couldn't. Um, no. And it was, but it was Brian. So, yeah, yeah, that's a huge rabbit trail, but it's important. No, so like magic, it's a, it's a, yeah. yeah. So magical mystery tour, great, great little opener there. Um, I like the song. I think I like the next song better, "The Fool on the Hill." Let's roll. Um, yeah, I, I remember the first time I heard this um, was very late in my Beatles listening. Like, I didn't really listen to Magical Mystery Tour. I'd never seen the. I had never seen the the movie. Um, but when I finally did hear it, I'm glad it was later, like 
I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm pretty sure I know I was out of college. So I know it was at least mid to late nineties before I really ever heard this song. And, um, you know, this was definitely a Paul song. You know, it's, if you go back and look, yeah. you know, he, and, you know, people have thrown it around. Is he talking about John? You know, is he talking about the Maharishi? He says he was thinking of someone like the Maharishi, like, you know, here's this guy up here dispensing all this wisdom, but he's just kind of a fool. But then there's other people that are like, well, you know, that was, you know, the thing that they tell you the songs about is not necessarily always that, but you know, it, you know, John could be the fool on the hill. I don't know if I subscribe to it. I just know people talk about it. I'll see what you think. Um, it's, it's got merit. Uh, I never thought about that. I thought, I don't know who was the muse of this song for Paul. Yeah. I will say John loved this song. John had high praise for this song which is kind of neat. He said yeah. it was a, he said it was one of the more complete songs that Paul ever wrote. I like that. He said, which is kind of funny to me. <laughs> okay. Just a funny, which, what it, which is funny because earlier that year he wrote Penny Lane. <laughs> yeah. That it doesn't get more complete than that. John. Right. Right. What get, get your head out of your ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say, I, I think um, we'll have a chance I'm going to have a chance to walk it back a little bit on John because we've come out hard on him about, and the man struggled with so much. Okay. Absolutely. And now that doesn't let him off the hook for being a jackass at times. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I just think of some of the songs that hold so near and dear to my heart. There's a lot of Paul songs, but there's a lot of John songs. Yeah. And that's part of what's happened while we've done this whole series is it's opened. Nah, it's, it's not, it's, it's not opened my mind to John songs. It has just showed me that, uh, yeah, you're, you're a Paul fan, but you forgot how much you love and think this other stuff's so great. Mm. That's, that's a, yeah. what's been a big reminder so far for me through this series that we've been doing. Yeah. So that's cool. That's cool that you're feeling the same thing. Yeah. Um, but this is a Paul song. I mean, you know, I remember reading that he played this song for, uh, I think Peter Asher, he was at the Asher home playing this song, trying it out. And, you know, maybe he wasn't so sure about the song, but they were like, Oh, we love it. Um, it's just got, I, I remember when I read that, it's that the, you're Paul McCartney. You could literally play chopsticks and call it as something else and release it. And it, it's going to be a hit probably Paul. It's, I mean, it, it, it just kind of showed that he's, he's self-conscious a little bit about his work and he wants affirmation. He wants approval. I remember just when I read him, the process of him writing that song, that kind of jumped out to me and said, you know, this is not the greatest Paul track ever, but it's, (laughs) again, you give this to anybody else and that's their whole career probably. Right. And he wrote this song at his, his dad's house. Right. I think I've got notes or read that, that like at his dad's house in Liverpool. And then I also found this really good quote from Paul and I just found it again. 
He said, uh, the fool on the hill was mine. And I think I was writing about someone like the Maharishi. Okay. His detractors called him a fool because of his giggle. He wasn't taken too seriously. It was this idea of a fool on the hill, a guru in a cave I was attracted to. I like that. Hmm. I don't know. Let's, we weren't there. We weren't inside Paul's head. Yeah. I mean, that could have been who he's writing about. I, I don't believe it's about John, honestly. I mean, he and I don't, I don't think so either. I, I just threw that out there because I've, I've heard other podcasts and read in other books where, where people want to attribute that to um, kind of a, you know, a, th- a thing about Paul or a thing about John. Um, I just wondered what you thought, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that they were um, writing about each other just yet. No, they're mates. They're, they're trying to support one another. They may get oh, yeah. aggravated they're... each other. They got aggravated each other then. Right. Yeah. I mean, the power struggle was beginning, but they were not, they weren't at odds. Like, you know, they were in 70 when they were writing songs about each other on their own records, which produced some amazing music. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> too many people on Ram, um, such a good song. How can you sleep? <laughs> and how can you, that was, that was, I mean, they were, yeah, they were, they were doing the whole beef thing before rappers ever thought about it. <laughs> no, right. I mean, they were, they were doing the diss tracks in 1970. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome yeah yeah exactly they're they're just they're they're trailblazers in so many ways they weren't there yet but it is important that this this year was when it kind of started because you know paul started to you know kind of fill his shoes out a little bit more and kind of grow up and hey i'm not the kid anymore that Mm. i'm you know that i met you at you know when when i met you at the the fair or whatever and you were, you know, the quarry man and I'm not that dude anymore. Mm. So that's true. Big All right. Point this year. So yeah, that's that. Oh, and the, and, uh, when Paul met John half the anniversary was yesterday. Did you know that when, when Paul met him at the, uh, at the, at the, fair? at the fair or what do they call it? Whatever they call it. We call it a fair. The, but anyway, yeah, that, that was yesterday. The uh, when Paul met John Day, I didn't so, know that was the day. I I feel like I'm a terrible Beatles fan eh. not knowing that day. July sixth is that day. Yep. Okay, yep. So, that was, that's, so that that's going to be yeah. nationally celebrated in this house. Then. Yeah, this man, house. right. Huge day in the history of the world in a lot of ways. So next track is flying, and so what do you think about flying? Um, yeah, not. Not one of the, the stronger tracks on the album, so I would say, yeah, easily my least favorite. Same, yeah. But, however, I think it's part, I, I consider it, I can't listen to Blue Jay Way, the next song, unless I hear Flying first. So I feel like it's like a, a really long intro to Blue Jay Way. The outro to Flying becomes the intro to Blue Jay Way, and they just they're just kind of joined at the hip for me. I like that idea. That actually makes me like it more. I mean, it's a because it's a movie. Uh, you know, they they wrote this for a movie. This this is just a 
a scene in the movie where they have music and yeah yeah honestly i was was listening to this while i was walking the dog either today or yesterday it's just got a cool groove to it to be honest with you maybe the more i talk about the more i like it that's what's so that's what's so great about talking about these songs like this because i'll tell you i have i have come to like a lot of this okay i like everything beatles except for one there's this one song on the white album we'll get to it later (laughs) there's this one song and you can probably guess it but don't not 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 live not live on the podcast but there's but i i don't dislike anything beatles really uh there is something in the past uh their cover of carl perkins honey don't no we've already covered that yeah but i don't even i don't even count that however there is one coming up in the future that we're going to talk about other than that though no i don't i don't dislike anything beatles because i can usually find something you know okay about it but yeah as we've done this series i've actually some of these things that were like lesser I've appreciated more either because of an idea that you came up with or, or just, we've, you know, we've, <laughs> it's so funny. We've talked so many of these songs out that we've like finally talked ourselves into how great they are. <laughs> yeah. Like we thought they were pretty good, but then we're like, all of a sudden we're like, Oh, actually this was great. So well, I like, I do like your, I do like your idea that flying in blue Jay way. And I'll, and I'll say this, um, I didn't put those together because for the last few years, uh, we've listened to most music on our phones, mm. our cars, blah, 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 not on records, yeah. which I've gotten more into over the last few years. But uh, I, I didn't have this, the remastered version that I've got now. And I did find an original U.S. copy. It's in, it's in pretty good shape. Yeah. I don't listen to it. I these this is the remaster when they did what was that 2011 when they did yeah, all the yeah, first yeah. first remasters yeah yeah and so um yeah since i've gotten it it all makes yeah that whole side of the record makes more sense well and, and the flying yeah. into blue jay way uh, I, I like it i got you well the remastered uh this is one of those cases where it's it's worth your money um, yeah, I have I all had, the, I've got all the 2011 remasters and then I've, I bought all the Giles remasters mm-hmm. that for the 50th anniversary stuff. Um, I wish that I'd have been smart enough when the remasters and the first ones came out that I'd gone ahead and bought the box set. I'd have saved a lot of money. Oh yes. yes. But at that time I was dirt poor in a way and there's no <laughs> way I could like go drop money for a box set of anything in 2011. So, yeah. So that was kind of out. That was like right around my divorce and stuff. So that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely worth it to have all these remasters, definitely to have the Giles Martin, um remixes that have been coming out for the 50th anniversary stuff Sergeant for, pepper white album and abby pepper road. white and abby road yeah and and, and we were hopefully going to get a let it be i've been watching for that and they're working on it apparently that's what oh, i'm reading really yeah please i want to erase i, the I want version. 
See, uh, yeah, see, so I locked the naked version. Uh, we're in another rabbit trail, but hey, we're we're on an instrumental song right now, so we can talk about. What, That's right. It's when, still, it, it may be about a, wrapping up by now, but we haven't. Yeah, we haven't been on this podcast in a while, but anyway, let it be naked, the best version. It is. But I would really like to see what Giles Martin would do with it. Oh, because he, he may can. be able to not do it like the naked version, he may be able to make the Phil Spector stuff better. Who knows? He I might. mean, you don't know, but I'm with so. you. Let it be naked's the better version for me. Uh, I remember when it came out and I think I, I think I downloaded it illegally when it came out. I think <laughs> you should so, be ashamed. You yeah. just so, should be so ashamed, Rich. If, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're flying. Talk in, about me though. So now we're flying into we're flying into George Harrison's Blue Blue Jay Way. Uh, good song. Um, it's it's. I really thought you, I really thought you would have more esteem for it than I do. Well, it doesn't mean I don't. I, I like I, I, I like your top three, but I just I just I don't know. I had this thing in my head that I was like, I bet Clint loves this song. No, I do like it a lot. It's eerie. Mm. Mm-hmm. it's very eerie it's yeah. but george has a way of doing that yeah he and and this is this is his only contribution to this album right uh yeah yeah other Even, than the singles on the back side um right well, there's no george songs on the back side Oh, that's right. I, you know, <laughs> I, I always think in my head that uh, Baby, You're a Rich Man sounds like it's a George John song, song, but it's a John song. That's but right. it sounds like a George it song. It does. You know what? That's so funny. So we'll that get there in a so minute. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about when we get there. But, you right, know. I'll park that. But that's <laughs> yeah. so funny that you said that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So Blue Jay Way, yes, it is his only contribution. It's, um, it's you know. I, I think I like it more now and I can't wait to go back with, with the right ears and just mash it up with flying and, and, and think of those as one. I think I'll, I think I I'll think, be better off with it. I think they should be treated as one. Um, and, and, and I'll tell you my, my love of George Harrison songs has ebbed and flowed so much over the years. There was, there was a point where he was my favorite Beatle, which is hmm. really weird. Um, and I think part of that was just because everybody loved Paul and John and I liked that he was kind of the, you know, he was sort of the underdog of the band because Ringo didn't care. You can't call him an underdog. He came in late. He wasn't the first drummer. Um, Ringo just kind of does his thing. You know, he's just so cool. Um, he had a rough life and ended up in the Beatles and you can tell he's just like, he is not there for any of the bullshit. He's just like, man, I was a kid and almost died. I was sick. And oh, I know. And I was like, now I'm like the luckiest dude in the world. So, but George, yeah, there was a time when Blue Jay Way would have been up there for me probably. And, and a lot of that was, and, and I was always a Paul fan, but you know, I don't know. When you're younger, you, you want to be a little more out there and you don't want to be too mainstream and paul is like the mainstream beetle he is 
And so you want to kind of, you want the punk rock beetle, which is totally George. <laughs> it's George. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. I mean, he's not punk rock, sense, but if, but if, right, if, the if, if there's a, yeah, he's that guy. And so there was a time when I, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, George is kind of like throwing the finger to everybody. Cause he did in a spiritual way. And, you know, so, I, you know, so Blue Jay way, I mean, it's kind of a throwaway to me. But I get it. It's a good song. Yeah. Take it with flying and it becomes like this nice little inter it's a nice little break and then you get a song that's out of left field next. Yeah. And <laughs> and of course I, I, I always kind of think about these with the movie and the videos and, and all that. Fucking weird video. So weird. Just like, you know, like when they're all huddled together singing. It's just so awkward like like all the sights of this are just of course the whole thing's awkward i mean walrus is awkward uh ne the next song we talked about it when they're in the weird white suits and coming your mother should know yeah so we can go ahead and start talking about it again a lot of that's colored by what i've seen from the movie it's awkward and <laughs> weird and you know i just I know I was I I'm trying to think I'm not, song, and I'm, I almost <laughs> like this song less than Blue Jay Way to be honest with you I do too I, uh, I'm, I'm, I mean I'll say it, it they're both at the bottom for me <laughs> but I guess it's you know we're in that we were in the same spot with what our favorite three songs were so this is obviously down there but like this is the part in the movie and I've not seen it in years. <laughs> so when they're in there and they're doing the little dance wasn't that also where they stopped and there was the the weird scene where the people are like stuffing their faces and they're bringing the food out and wasn't this around this part uh yes i, I think so i i think i've seen that that's the most bizarre th what I in said, the hell is that and i and i said we weren't going to talk about the movie but you know yeah. i guess you have to <laughs> but you kind of that's just freaking weird but i think it was around that same time because they had that 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 big lady and the big <laughs> yeah. yeah and and yeah and so wasn't she supposed to like represent paul's anti-gen or whatever i guess so yeah. who anti-gen shows up in uh somebody's knocking on the door you know that song that he he wrote uh, in wings let him in, let him in. yeah, yeah. Auntie Jen and you know brother John 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 Lennon. God, we got to do a we got to do some Paul episodes for like wings. And I stuff. could I could just do wings over. But no, America. I think I think that this was she was like a kind of a river. And then there was the the big laughing dude, and he's like cackling while they're shoving their and like John keeps giving him spaghetti or something. <laughs> Am I remembering that right, Rich? You <laughs> probably stop dropping acid. <laughs> Well, see, that was part of this, you know, that's part of what's going on in this movie. <laughs> that's a part. That tells the whole story, right? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, anyway, so yeah, um, your mother should know. I I don't really need to talk to a ton about it. It's not a great song. Uh, I don't hate it. Like I said, I don't hate a lot of Beatles. It's just like, I'm never going to go seek this song out no. to listen to like no. a lot of others. Just not going to. That, that that pretty much sums it up for me. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, plenty of songs that I do just go seek out just for that song. But, yeah, this is this is one of those. It's, so let's go to a really great song. Please. Let's go, let's let's, do. Yeah, let's talk about Walrus. 
which the video and the you know the the the, the snippets from the movie there are so weird that they're cool um just really yeah. cool so i don't know so during that time did they ever play just a snippet did they just play the snippet from the movie and call that a music video did they ever do that See, I, it's been so long since i've seen the movie but i'm pretty sure that yes all the videos that you see of these songs are as it is in the movie so i mean i know they've done they did hard days not they did help they did this movie but to me like when you put the video when you put the movie to these songs that's like almost the start of actual music video as art right the help uh, do you agree because the help is just scenes from the movie there well help may have been the start of that i, I think of the the uh you're gonna lose that girl and we hadn't talked about help but i really love help but I, uh, and... can you hear me with the audio there we got a blip can you hear me I can hear you. Okay. Uh, starting again. Okay. So, um, you know, like you're going to lose that girl is a video. They're in a smoky room and all I, I have an iconic picture of Ringo with a cigarette half hanging out of his mouth. Right. Just, he's either buzzed or something, but he is just playing his drum. He's just, he's just feeling the groove. And the whole band is kind of in sync, but it, it's a live performance, right? So yeah. you have that version of the music video. Then you go to Magical Mystery Tour. The three songs that stand out for me, Magical Mystery Tour, Fool on the Hill, I Am the Walrus. I Am the Walrus especially. It looks and feels like a mo the modern day music video that yeah. we were accustomed to in the 80s right because it's weird it's artsy yeah, yeah. It's, but nothing screamed beatles more than the walrus video i agree clip from the movie um i yeah to totally agree uh it's so funny that you say that that video screamed uh screamed beatles um so it's on this ep but it was also the B-side of the next song on the record. The When we get into the singles for the year, Walrus was the B-side of Hello Goodbye. And when I was growing up, Hello Goodbye was the song as a kid that screamed Beatles to me. Uh. Like if I heard, when I hear that song now, it's just like, there's something that clicks in my like little guy head, like my little seven, yeah. eight, seven, eight year old brain. When I first learned the Beatles, probably because hello, goodbye may have been one of the first ones I heard. Hmm. I know, I know the very first thing I heard was yellow submarine. Right. But which is not, you know, not long after this. In right. The same era really. But yeah, hello, goodbye. And I don't, I don't want to move on yet because that's the next song. Not right, right. But, but it's funny that on the album, these two are pushed together and they were both on the same single. Um, I think, um, I think Walrus was 
along with Strawberry Fields Forever and A Day in the Life and Walrus is a trifecta of masterpieces Hmm. by John. Yeah. What a year with those three songs. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, and, and like Walrus just capped it all off. Um, uh, it, it's, you know, we're talking about punk rock before. This is punk rock. <laughs> it totally is. It's using, uh, I, when I was listening to it today, I was thinking about all the references he made to pop culture. Yeah. And, and, and that is, and, and when I think of punk rock, I think of the clash. Right. Um, that's my go-to. And since I listened Mine to too. Start, I since agree. I started listening to the Beastie Boys book, I've been more in awe of the clash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go listen to bad brains too. I, okay. They, so as much as they talk about bad yeah. brains, I, need I already to knew who they listen. were. I knew who they were before I listened to the book. I never heard um, of them before I listened to the book. Yeah, you got to check that out. But, mm. but yeah, no, uh, I like I like the Clash reference, and they did a lot of pop culture too, and they turned it on its head, and that's what this song did. I mean, this song's punk rock. Yeah, um, and it's I always yeah I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast. The thing about John that he brought to the Beatles is he always brought the edge. Yeah. The yeah. creative edge. The, I'm going to push boundaries. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and that's what this song does. Yeah. Sharpened that edge too. Like, absolutely. Like sharpened it. I mean, Paul <laughs> is not always trying to cut you. John wants to cut you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a good way to describe it. Um, and this song does that. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine being a kid or a parent or anyone in 1967 when this song came out. I, it's. I'm trying to think. I need to talk to my dad. I guess because he was 17. He was a big Beatles fan. You know what? You know, one of these days we're. I'll have him come over here and we'll do a podcast with him uh, me and you. Dad, and we'll just yeah. like, we'll just like ask him questions about the Beatles. Cause he was 14 when they hit the Ed Sullivan show. Right. So. Wow. Yeah. We definitely need to talk to your dad about this. Oh stuff, yeah. So, man. so 1964 dad was 14, 1967, he's 17. <laughs> he graduates high school in 68. Well, think about the songs. Okay. Okay. That's a really interesting point, Rich. Uh, and, and I was 17 in 97. Okay. So. Backstreet, Boy, Backstreet like, Boys were big. I want to go Backstreet No, but 97. Um, I think the third Stone Temple Pilots album came out in 96. Yep. Uh, 97 may have been. 97 or 98 was the Adore album by Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, OK Computer came out in 97. Okay. So those are still, those are, those are albums that shaped me. Right. They evoke a strong emotion. So I can only imagine if you were a kid and you heard, you're a 17 year old and you heard, I am the walrus. 
because right. to me that's one of the most iconic Beatles songs. Right, and I and, think a lot of people identify the Beatles. And also, and this, Wallace. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So you got you got my mind going in a direction. So you're 17. Walrus comes out, but when you were 14, not that long before, you know, just three years. You're 14. You see him doing "I Want to Hold Your Hand" um, on Ed Sullivan. But then in 65, in 65, you get Rubber Soul. And then in 66, you get Revolver. And in 67, early 67, you get Pepper. Now you're getting ready to go into your senior year of high school and Walrus comes out. And then the next year, the White Album comes out. Your mind's going to be blown. I, I just, yeah, <laughs> we, we've got to have that podcast with my dad. Because I want to know, I want to, I want him to put it in audio to keep forever because he was there. Like I remember when I was 14 and starting high school, how important music was to me. Absolutely. How important it was when I graduated, how important, important it was in my college years. I can't imagine if I'd have had the Beatles. So I, you know, I had, you, you, you named yours. So when I was, I, I was 86 to 90. So I had Joshua tree in there. I had appetite for destruction in there. Yeah. I had Prince's Sign of the Times. Yeah. Um, but then by the time I got to the, you know, like junior, senior year, man, music was done shit to me. <laughs> like, like I'd already grown up with Thriller and Bad and Purple right. Rain and, uh, you know, um, Sign of the Times and Joshua Tree. And I was like, I've already seen like like 1987 was amazing. There was a big lull. Yeah, my, uh, yeah, so. it's like it's like George Michael, Faith. Um, I'm trying to think. There's you know NXS, Kick. Yeah. All those things were happening, but then like, and none of that even compares to the journey you would have taken from 1964 to 1968 in high school with one band. With one, one band. Band. Don't even. It's you don't even have to talk about what Bob Dylan was doing or the Rolling Stones or the who was already around. I mean, right. And, and, and then, what and then incredible you, time. and then you graduate and Led Zeppelin fires up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right. What the I hell? mean, yeah. It's a, so it's a gold mine. And, and, you know, it's, and, and again, we're, we're talking about, I am the walrus and in a lot of ways, man, that song uh, kicked off a lot of really weird crazy cool avant-garde music not just by the beatles it's it's a it's to me it's a very important song in in the history of that era then moving on to yes the next era it's 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 a super super important song i agree yep so i i, I don't you know, we can beat that horse all we want but you know, everybody knows that song. I mean, goo goo kachoo. I mean, we can go on and on, but uh, now I guess we can just move to the other side with with all the singles. Um, so I think if I'm correct, uh, the next the next side. Oh, I've got my handy dandy album Get right here. Album. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure we go to Hello Goodbye. And, That's correct. And, yeah, and as I said that um that song resonates in my 
I always call it little guy head. A lot of people call it like inner child and all kind of stuff like that. And I'm like, and I'm just like, where was my little guy head at the time? Because you That's know, the same place where tiny backpack lives. It could be. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I wish I still, Ernie sent me a, uh, our good friend on uh, podcast listeners, our good friend, Ernie, who's been on the podcast. He sent me a thing on Instagram. It was a tiny backpack, but it's a tactical tiny backpack. It's got, it's like, it's like a tiny backpack for the end times. Yeah. So tiny backpacks an inside joke from the Hickory hops festival back in the, uh, it was back in the day. Yeah, man. I just needed something to put my phone and my sunscreen and stuff in. And it was just, just this little, I don't know six by six backpack that I could literally wear as a backpack, but it was just like this little thing on my back. It was ridiculous. me and Ernie and others gave him shit all day as we baked yeah. in the hot, hot sun drinking really great beer. Yeah, that, yeah, we, yes, we got baked. Not, not, not on weed. <laughs> the but, sun plus but beer. The, but yes, that was, <laughs> Yeah, man. And our friend Ima got sunscreen in his eyes and ruined half of his day. I remember. Oh. Do you remember that? Yeah. I had forgotten about that, but <laughs> now I have. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just talking, well, rabbit trail, <laughs> but I was just talking to my wife about, hey, which friends is, which friend do I have is the most awkward? And she immediately said, Ima. I said, really? She goes, oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> All right, well, you're probably right. All right, so hello, <laughs> hello, goodbye, which was one of the singles from '67. Amazing singles that weren't even on records. Um, yeah, originally this was not on Magical Mystery Tour. This was put on a. It was basically a. One side was the EP, and the, the other side was a compilation of singles that was released in the United States. Just throwing that back out there. Uh, yeah, Hello Goodbye. I love, love, love this song. Oh, I do too. It's, um, I don't know, it just makes me feel good. It's, like I said before, it screams Beatles. It, you know, it's, it sounds like, it just sounds like generic Beatles, but not in a bad way. No, and it's kind of a precursor to what Paul's going to give you with Wings. <laughs> it is it is because and again this is the year that paul starts you know he's filling out as an artist himself mm -hmm. he's already had some really good stuff out um on on previous albums but mostly john wears the pants you know mm -hmm. uh john has the most influence and this is the year that paul starts starts to be paul yeah also didn't happen at the time they released this, but it becomes a huge pop culture reference and one of the funniest Saturday Night Live bits ever. With <laughs> oh, yeah. David Spade as yep. he greets people as they come on the airplane. Yep. <laughs> Bye -bye. True. Bye -bye. <laughs> yeah. Actually, as they're leaving the airplane. But anyway. Oh, I, had, I had completely forgotten that, but yes, it is. If people ever saw that, they have no idea where it came from. Uh, sad me. Yeah. That's, that's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> it, it is worth noting. Um, I hope I have this right. Pretty sure this was the first single released after Brian died. 
I think I'm right about that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cause I know this was later in the year, like November ish. This is one of those, like they, they threw together like in a month and released it like a few days later, but I'm pretty sure that this was their, um, their first release after Brian died. Wow. And again, it was had walrus on, on the flip side. Um, uh, which yeah. John, which John did not like because he thought walrus was better and he's right. <laughs> I'm really, yeah, I'm really I'm, surprised about that. Now I love this song. I love hello. Goodbye. But I think, yeah, it, you know, this could have been a double a side. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and walrus is the better song. Um, yeah, but it's still a, just, I don't use this word a lot, but it's just a lovely song. It's that's the best like weird word. I'm like, it's just, it's just, you know, it's just like, Oh, that just feels so good to hear. No, it does bring evoke happiness. That's what I always think. Even, you know, it's, I don't know. And, And a lot of it's Paul's voice in this song, you know, it's, it's peak Paul with his voice and, and his good looks and God screw you, Paul, for being so great. You know, damn it, Paul, like good looking and voice of an angel and play all the instruments and geez. Yeah. He had it all, man. But yeah, I, I love his voice in this song. He sounds, yeah, you know, he sounds, you know, perfect. It's just like, it's peak sixties, Paul right here. It's a really That's, perfect pop song. That's why it sounds like the Beatles to me. No, I love that. I love that it's your, that's your go-to for the first Beatles song that you heard. Yeah. It's, it, it's, go-to. it's the one that I'm sure that I heard others before and others like around that time, but it's the one that most makes me think of the Beatles when I was a kid discovering the Beatles. Yeah. Like I discovered them. I didn't discover them. My parents were playing music and I heard it. Right. You know, no, but no, I think, I think you can use the word discover. Yeah, I guess so. Because it became your own at that point. It was you. That's true. Made a connection, a personal connection with it. Yeah, that's true. That just made me think, I was trying to think of what song it was that I could tie to. And, um, it's probably on the white album. <laughs> I was thinking before I got, it's, into white it's, album. it's why don't we do it in the road? Isn't it? That's, that's the one. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but that song gets merits. I, I can't wait to discuss that song. <laughs> oh, I, I'm so, I am so looking forward to the white album. I, like I can't like, like I'm on pins and needles about Rocky the raccoon. <sighs> Rocky raccoon. I can't wait to talk about. You better about love Bungalow it. Bungalow Bill. Anything thoughts there? Oh, uh, well, you know, we'll get there. <laughs> okay. The continuing story. It's a continuing I mean, <laughs> story. Is, never ends. About it is Bungalow a continuing Bill. story. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just spoiler. I'm more of a Rocky raccoon guy. <laughs> I don't. Uh, that's a good choice, Rich. Uh, you, you made a good life choice there. <laughs> I, I, I will have some good things to say about Bunghole Bill. I mean, Bungalow Bill. 
<laughs> is that how the butthole surfers got their name? Maybe. 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 Okay. Oh, gosh. Um, what were we, uh, if, we were talking about Hello Goodbye. Are yeah, if anybody's on? still listening, you can tell we cannot <laughs> wait to get to the White Album. That's why this That's why this. this so this particular podcast is just yeah we're just catching up having fun right now this is this kind is of a part of the halftime show where pete townsend shows his belly yes <laughs> exactly and beyonce pisses off all the racists go beyonce go <laughs> oh god yeah um yeah this this podcast will mostly be unedited i'm you know I'm, fantastic yeah 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 Except for like, you know, those gaps where we had to go get a beer or something. But yeah, I'm not like editing this one much at all. Um, awesome. Just, yeah, no, it. it's, yeah. So if you're still listening, yes, we really want to get on. Yes. We, and we will do it right when we get to the white album. We promise. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Are this is kind of a, strawberry uh, fields? We, we're going to talk about strawberry fields and penny lane together. Cause we've talked about them before. We have like, they're the, the, the the two perfect songs right they're like uh this is the yin the yang this is the Peanut double a side this is this is paul and john at their best this is um like if i talk about these two songs together too much i almost want to cry they're so good that's how i feel about these two songs it's they're okay, rich. they're just they are amazing um they are there's no doubt that it's the absolute best double A side, the best 45 that's ever been put out. You'll never get two better songs together on a 45. You just won't. Truth. I, I'm sure somebody could come up with one and, and fight me, but I'll fight to the death on it. It's, it's just, I mean, what's so great about these two songs is they kind of wrote them independently and they both wrote them about, they're growing up in liverpool you know it's yeah. they're 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 both they're both like um that early in their life so this is 67 they kind of started them in late 66 probably right and um, you know what john was born in 41 and paul was 42 Boy, no, john was born in 1940 40 yeah and ringo was a little bit before because he's the oldest yeah. but anyway they're they're very young men still and they're writing these songs that even though they have nothing to do really with John's more than Paul's, but nothing to really to do with like what happened to them growing up. It's just like scenes from their lives. And I'm just thinking how amazing is it that these guys like sat down and wrote scenes from their, it'd be like me and you. Mm-hmm being great songwriters go figure that would be awesome and we yeah. both we Where both we go wrong and we both grew up in the same town it'd be like me and you writing two completely different which we probably could because we grew up in different parts of the town we grew up in that's true and writing these two songs that fit together so well about shit-ass kingsport <laughs> And I say that because it was shit-ass Liverpool, right? That's right. I mean, it was not a great place to live, no. but it made them who they were. And so they wrote these two observational songs that are just... Anyway, it transcends Liverpool for me. It's It goes to a point where I'm like, I just love that these two young men 
wrote these observational songs about where they grew up because as much as I can't stand some of the people in this town that me and you grew up in. Yeah. I still love it with all of my heart I still because love it it's because it's where I'm from and yeah. all of my worst memories, all of my best memories are here and made me who I am. And that's what these two songs mean to me. Like, I'm not trying to get too deep, but that's what they were doing with their songs. I mean, you know, they both lost their mothers mm-hmm. as, you know, very young men before they were the Beatles in yeah. that town. And they both were born in the middle of World War II in that yeah. town. And they had to watch that town, even until they were teenagers, be rebuilt. Yeah. And those two songs show how much they love where they were from. I There's not a lot I can add there. That, that pretty much sums it up perfectly. Um, I really like how you pointed out about, I've been, um, I'm trying to avoid social media and, and most, most news. The only news I'm reading right now is NPR for the most part. I, I'll sneak Washington Post and then I'll regret it instantly. Not because the Washington Post is not great, but uh, <laughs> I've just got to the point where I just reached the saturation point with yeah. death and destruction right now. Um, but it, funny, I was reading a history book about, this is mostly about World War One, but, you know, World War Two had its own devastation, but just the, um, one, one, one interesting thing, and this is kind of a side road and I'll bring, I'll tie it back in beautifully, I swear. But one thing that struck, that struck me as I was reading about the American experience of World War One is how things have changed, but they still say the same, the same problems we experienced a hundred years ago, we're still facing today. Um, and war ravages people of all classes, of all backgrounds. So, you know, now to take that to the Liverpool reference, I, the hell Britain got the, the, it got bombed heavily. I'm sure. Uh, and Liverpool was a uh, coastal. They got the shit. They probably got the big brunt of it. Yeah, they did. Um, you know, Ringo was born in the middle of a bombing, I think. Wow. I'm pretty sure. I read that in tune in the Mark Lewison book. Like I, pretty sure he was born right in the middle of some bombings like the the um the blitzkrieg like right yes, in the middle of yes it. i'm pretty sure that i've read that so the great part about for us is that through disaster through turmoil these these men grew up seeing their their fathers their relatives their neighbors trying to rebuild something that was completely destroyed. Correct. You're right. Right. And I think that in, 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 on top of that, Paul and John both lost their mothers that instantly became something that bonded them together forever. Yes. And 
it is, we, we got to reap the benefits of that. So what happened was they both were great musicians and they ended up together and they fed off each other. It's, it's, it's amazing. I don't think you can undersell just how cool and coincidental it is that they wrote these songs separately. Yeah. Right. About their childhood, but they are equally, you could argue that they're equally great and fantastic and they are just the perfect. Yeah. 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 Like I said, it, it, the whole, everything you, you know, everything that you just said about them as men growing up, watching the rebuilding and creating these, it just makes me emotional. Um, these two songs, these two songs always make me emotional, even though neither one of them are are really sad per se. Obviously Penny Lane's not, uh, strawberry fields is slower but it's not sad it's you know it's kind of psychedelic sort of you know sort of out there a little uh you know especially for the time neither one of them are sad at all but they're just emotional to me um mm-hmm. where little guy head has hello goodbye is that's the beatles mm-hmm. like now me about to turn 48 in a, in a week or so these two songs that's encapsulates the Beatles to me. And they're on the same side of this record that got put together because they needed to have an entire record release in the United States. So that makes it kind of cool too, that all these songs that um, mean the Beatles to me are one, two, three, right. You know, like right next to each other. So kind of cool. That is yeah. cool. Yeah, you know, I know we've talked a lot about um Strawberry Fields and Penny Lane. Um we could probably um if if we wanted to chart it out and make some notes and you know try and be like I don't know, like you know, super writer guys about it. We could probably sit and talk about those songs for 2 hours. No point. But there's Easy. no point. Um, they're great. Um, if you love the Beatles, there's absolutely no way you don't put these two songs very close to the top. If you don't, you're just being a contrarian and you're, you're, you know, you're just, and you know, I can't deal with people like that. <laughs> you know, if these two songs are not way up there, then you're not doing your Beatle fandom. I don't correct. think you're listening to them right. Yeah. You're not, you're <laughs> yeah. trying, you're just being a contrarian. Yeah. Um they're great. Agreed. We don't need to say much more. Um I think we've said enough. It, it yeah. absolutely perfect. So <laughs> before we started recording, I was doing the baby you're a rich man. Which is next? Maybe you're a rich man too. Uh I you know, um early on I didn't like this song as a Beatles fan as much as um I do now. Again, didn't hate it. Don't don't hate much. No, I don't hate it. No. There's there's this one song though on the White Album. I can't wait. It's terrible. It's so terrible. You're gonna think it's terrible too. If you don't, you're not doing it right either. I, I can't. 
I'm gonna, I'm not going to tell you that all the songs on that album are great. So I, uh, all all of them except one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think they're all just fine except for one. Um, this song though, um, you know, so this was uh the B side to the next song. So let's talk let's talk about them together. All right. Because we you know we had strawberry uh, fields and penny lane that are on the same forty five. And it's it's kind of cool that they put they did put the album together right. So you had I know it was the end of side A, but Walrus and Hello Goodbye were together. They're together on the record. Strawberry uh, Fields and Penny Lane. And then you've got Baby You're a Rich Man and All You Need Is Love. Yeah. And so this is the B side to All You Need Is Love. Um, so we'll talk about them together. Uh, it's a B side right yeah it's a b-side um uh oh yeah so early on like didn't we allude to it were we recording yet and i was like it's a john song right but it kind of sounds to me like a george song no we did yeah we did talk about that we touched on it no okay i swear i'm not lying to you i was listening to it i was listening to it during my run this morning and Again, my mind went to what are the Paul songs? What are the John songs? What are the George songs? George had more than one song on this album, right? Baby, you're a rich man's a George song, right? Okay. And then when it came on, I'm like, nope, that's John's song. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. But it just seems like it. A a, a lot of it is because they all three sing um, a lot in this song. There's a lot of harmony, there's a lot of that three part stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I know it's a John song, but like so many times it feels like it's the George song in my head. It just seems like something he would have written. It, the, 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 oh. the, the lyrics seem like George lyrics. Um, I don't know. It's not a, it's, it's, it's not an all time great by them, but it's a good song. Yeah. It's a, it's a B side and we're talking about them together. So, you know, you got, all you need is love, which most Beatles fans know this song was written for the, uh, worldwide. I don't know. What was it called? The, um, it was, it was Britain's contribution to, um, uh, the hour. It was called like our world. I think, um, so it was the we are the world of the 60s kind of yeah and it was it was so they were they were dubbed as the ones that were going to you know I, the video so cool because like uh you know the video right where they're all yeah. in there and they're all all the hippies and like like Stones freaking there like the, i was gonna say mix there and keys there and i'm like because you always think about them as like being such rivals and stuff and they were all shit they were all like buddies and stuff and that's what i always think about all you need is love is is the video and everybody's there and like everybody there looks higher than a freaking kite (laughs) (laughs) i know (laughs) yeah uh Uh, but yeah no it's it it's it is really cool i'm not a huge stones fan i I like a lot of their stuff um 
I'm, I'm, I'm not like, I'm, you know, they're just, they're not somebody I always want to try and go here. Like, yeah. like if I'm going to seek something out, it's probably going to be like the Beatles, Paul McCartney, uh, Prince, Duran Duran. I've got my favorite Steely Dan. Uh, it's like yeah. stones aren't up there, but, yeah, yeah. but the stones are cool. Right. I mean, they're so cool. Yeah. Uh, wild horses i could do a podcast on that song such a great song well that i mean that's a good album yeah yeah i mean great um let's do a let it bleed let's do a let's let's do a podcast on that album that's my favorite stones album do you like that album oh yeah we can do we can do the other one too but um, uh sticky fingers sticky fingers yeah we could Uh, do that yeah i don't know if that's even like the critics think that's even way up there or not i don't um, know but it's a good one yeah, yeah. It, it and let it bleed I'll, let it bleed's my favorite okay I'm yeah i'm completely sure why it's just front to back it does it for me yeah but anyway so yeah so they were there you know they were there and they were in the crowd high with all the other hippies and like uh yeah it was such a it was such a hippified whole deal right but at the end of totally. the day at the end of the day such a cool song i mean it's it's it can it, it can come across it, it it can be trite it can be like um corny um but i was listening today yeah um so was I. I, was, I was on the deck and me and sherry were sitting out on the deck we've been running around all day um and i was going to play some stuff on spotify and i was like eh, i'll just go over to xm radio on my phone and we'll play something from there because it's random mm-hmm. it's more random than my playlists yeah I got my playlist back to front so i'm flipping through and i was like oh yeah it was ringo's birthday and he dj'd on the beatles channel and did huh. he did he did you know the peace and love peace and love songs for an hour of course he he plays this one but he talks about it before he plays it and he's he's like Oh, you know, in his, in his Liverpool, you know, kind of thing. He's like, how can you, how can you talk about peace and love without playing this song? And he says, all you need is love. He was like, he's like, I know you, I know you may think it's corny, but we meant it. And I was like, right on brother. Hmm. Because guess what? We as listeners, we're very quick sometimes to tell somebody that something they wrote's corny. Yeah. But they can tell us, well, okay, fine. But you know, when we did it, we meant it. And so Mm -hmm. I just thought that was kind of cool. I like that. Um, yeah, that I was thinking today, I mean, this is easy to say, I suppose, but, I thought of all the Beatles songs that are relevant, that carry the message carries forward from when they wrote it to today. That's the song. Yeah. That's the song because that was true. Uh, no matter what you believe, uh, whatever your life, uh, whatever you believe, whatever you hold true in life, love is the most whether we believe it or not, 
the truth is, I think love is what we all seek. Yeah. We need that affirmation as humans. I think it's one of those things where we have to take it, um, you know, systemically and, uh, you know, on kind of a higher level, obviously it takes more than love. Right. I mean, right. to change systems, it, it takes a lot of strife and, you know, hard work and all these other things, heartbreak and terrible things, but also some really other good things, but on an individual level, this song was not trying to change systems. This song's about your, your personal, like just how to live your own life, not how society needs to change. Uh, you're never going to get a government to, uh, go along with all you need is love. Right. So if you want to take it that way and you want to try and change systems and institutions with a song like this, well, yes, you're going to be let down and it's corny and it's stupid. But if on an individual level, yes, love, 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 you know, I mean, love people, just love people even when they're hard to love and, and when they yeah. get really hard to love, love them from afar, uh, love them without affecting, you know, your own flow. But it's, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, hate is not going to change anything. No. We're trying to fight hate with, you know, black lives matter and so many other things. So hate's not going to do anything. So I think if we think about a song like this as more of a personal call, it's not so corny anymore. Right. And it's not so naive. Like that's the, that's the thing. Uh, all you need is love. Oh, that's, that's so naive. You know, uh, you know, you need more than love. And I'm like, well, of course, I mean, I'm not stupid. Like the world's not going to change because I love my fellow man every day as me, you know, I know that there's going to have to be some, um, you know, some actual hard work that has to be done to change institutions. Fine. Don't put that on this song, bro. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what this song's about. Right. Right. It says all you need is love. It, It doesn't say all this country needs is love. It, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't even say all this entire world and everybody in it. It says all you need is love. You. That's really true. Yeah. So I think you made a great point there. So again, it's a, it, it can be seen as a very corny song and a very naive song and a song that they threw together for this world peace thing. But at the same time, the freaking Beatles came through with a great song and, you know, approach it the right way. And it's not so corny anymore. And I say that as somebody who thought it was corny. Yeah. That's, that's Sherry. That's Sherry. She's getting a beer. She's sneaking. No, that's she's, she's, she's hydrating. Rich. Oh, okay. It's 11, 11. She said, make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> all right man so uh, that's that's the magical mystery tour 
U.S. version. Uh, went through all the songs. Uh, it's, um, you know, it's a cool compilation. To me, yeah. it's a it's a compilation. Um, even though some of the songs were were new when they were put on it, but all these years later, for us, it's basically it's basically 1967. All the stuff from 1967 except Pepper. So we yes. get these. We get these here in the here in the states. We got these two albums full of unbelievable songs. Um, quite a year for the Beatles, both good and bad. Uh, we lost Brian this year. Uh, that was that was huge. That's going to worm its way through the rest of our podcasts. Yeah. Because it yeah. made it made such a difference from here on out. Um, so that I mean that's it. That's that's a that's our halftime. Um, we got three more albums to go. But we got through be... without showing the nipple, Rich. Ah, we sure did, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> I could. I'm sorry. That was good. I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So we got. I think we got. Four more episodes because what albums too. Yeah. Well, plus bonus material, but that's that's to come. Yes, there'll, there'll be some bonus material, and then we'll we'll start talking about. We've already talked about some of what's next. Yeah. So, all right. So, all y'all, if you uh, if you like this podcast, please tell people about it. If you're still here, we love you. Thank you. That's awesome. Uh, if you can make it this far, I know some of you actually do and truly thank you. Um, if you just click this link in Facebook, uh, also know that you can go to Apple, um, podcasts. You can go to overcast. Uh, you used to be able to go to Spotify, but they hate us now. Like they do lots of podcasts because we put music in it. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you can find us pretty much wherever you get a podcast. We would love for you to subscribe uh download give us a, a number or two here and there it makes us feel like somebody's listening but um in the immortal words of our man who just had a birthday ringo star peace and love we'll see you next time
Lonesome friend and man, he just needs to leave him for our lives. 